Welcome to the Brunch with Mamas podcast, where we spill the tea on all things motherhood. I'm Elizabeth, a Canadian Olympian, generally living in Austria, and mama to Hurricane Hendrix. And I'm Nicole, a tea-drinking, donut-obsessed, registered nurse, and mama to baby Aubrey. We want to bring you the unscripted, realness, rawness, and humor in motherhood. Join us weekly as we sit down for brunch with seasoned mothers and professionals who share their tips and tricks. Because our goal is for you to feel less alone on this wild ride we call motherhood. Hello and welcome back to another Brunch with Mamas podcast. You're here with your favorite two hosts, Nicole and Elizabeth. And today we are covering mom hacks. Hey friends. Yeah. So we've talked about our top 10 postpartum must-haves, but today we wanted to go in detail about some, uh, what what should we call it? Tried and true things we've learned along the way to help make having a baby or toddler around a little bit easier. A little bit easier. And things that like we learned where it's like, oh yeah, I'm glad someone did mention that to me. And maybe you will learn something new. Maybe you know all of these and it's just a good reminder. Yeah. But um, yeah, there are things that either both of us have done or one of us have done. So yeah. Yeah. And I mean, some of them apply to newborns. Some of them would be more older babies or toddlers, but still good things to have in your back pocket. And um, yeah, you're not alone. Yeah. In this wild ride we call motherhood. <laughs> oh, I heard that somewhere before. Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, these is a, these this is a list of ten in no particular order as well. Uh, they're just what we have kind of brainstormed together. Yeah. So without further ado, what's number right. one on our list? So the first one, it has to do with the baby onesies with like the scallop neck. Yeah. This is hard to explain without like looking at one, but I'm <laughs> sure everyone will know what we're talking about as we start describing it. So yeah, like those onesies or body suits, whatever you call mm-hmm. them. Kind of that banana that. boat neck, and yeah. but it's not like triangles because they cross over <laughs> on the shoulders. Yeah, that's not just for fun. So if your baby has a blowout explosion as we call it in our house and you don't want to lift that over their head because there's poop all the way down the back literally that little banana boat cutout shape is designed so that you can slide it down their arms and down their body mm-hmm. so no poop explosion on their heads yeah um, more down their body but it is a lot cleaner to clean up that way i think you have more experience with the poop explosions oh. than i have because i think <laughs> hendrix had like two. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, so that's uh, funny. Yeah, yeah no, we, we've certainly had more than two. I will go one step further. And if you live, well, actually, I assume Roe probably ships worldwide. But if you live in Calgary, there's a local, uh, local small shop here called Roe, and they create something called the Zomper. Um, and it's literally this, it's a, it's a, romper for babies and toddlers I think they go all the way up to to 
little kids too and then the bottom half is like a zipper super I'm not describing this very well at all but we love zompers in this household and same idea with those you can pull them down um over their head yeah and even if they've fallen asleep or something uh, yeah that's actually a good trick too is yeah instead of pulling the clothing over their head which is Mm going to wake them up sometimes sliding it down their little body works better or make them uncomfortable uh I know Hendrix really didn't like having shirts on and off and clothes on and off over his head yeah yeah. So that's just another option and something brilliant that I was taught from another mother. I was like, what? I had no idea. Uh, mind-blowing little tidbit, I thought at least. Yeah. So yeah, we do have a lot of experience with blowouts over here. Unfortunately, I don't know how to make them any easier. We <laughs> sometimes, I mean, I think when in doubt, the trick is to size up with your diaper. Mm-hmm. That's what I've learned. Like if you're experiencing a lot of blowouts... Diaper. Try sizing up in your diaper. But, but I've yeah, also anyway. heard of moms that have tried a ton of different diapers, and it just comes down to the booty shape of the baby. Yep. And that's super true, too, because we have diapers that we can't even touch because every poop, even if it's not big, <laughs> is a poop explosion. So, yeah, <laughs> try all the diapers, which I think we've mentioned in a previous episode. Try so- all the diapers, try all the wipes. They're not one size fits all. Pick something that fits your baby and your family. You might have a picky husband like me who doesn't like the certain smells of wipes. So we've literally gone through 12 different wipes. <laughs> Instead of like for sensitive babies, it needs to be for sensitive, sensitive daddies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Yep. Okay, uh, what's number two? <laughs> number two, you put this one on the list and that's to print out black and white photos. Yeah, so I remember um, when Aubrey was a little baby, there was lots of hype about, oh, your baby can only see black and white, like buy these black and white books or black, buy these black and white cards. And I'm like, why am I buying black and white anything? I have a printer. <laughs> so here's my mom hack, just Google black and white baby pictures and you'll come up with like tons of cool like geometric designs or like high contrast images and we just printed those on paper and um I think at one point I had it I had like um the paper hanging with tape from her little activity gym Mm -hmm. um that wasn't as big of a hit what was a big hit for us is having it right beside the change table so that would keep her focused on that for like the diaper change and she would get excited to go see her pictures so like tummy time or things like this as well but no point spending money if you don't have to right especially that high contrast stuff is really only geared towards the younger yeah yeah it's not something that they're gonna continue using as they get older so again why spend money when you don't have to print out your own pictures um, you can make them a little bit more unique to your family too. make it more fun. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's a great hack. Uh, the next one I have done before, and that's using your phone and your Apple watch, tethering them, mm-hmm. and you can put it on the camera mode yeah. where your watch, put your phone up where the baby is and you have a monitor because yeah, so we use this all the time I don't have a baby monitor um we uh live on live in like our 
main floor and our bedrooms are on the same floor. So I can hear Aubrey when she's awake, but I've used this several times when we're at someone else's house mm -hmm. and I'll literally put Aubrey down, say in their bedroom or wherever I'm putting her down. And then, um, yeah, for anyone. Yeah. So I guess as long as your as long as your watch and your phone are connected, as soon as you set your phone onto, um, camera, it doesn't need to be video because you're not recording anything. So set it on camera, prop your phone up somewhere where it can see baby. And then on your watch, you open it up to the camera and it will just open up the viewpoint that your phone's facing. And you just glance at your watch every so often. So I haven't I, done this. Oh, I, I haven't done this, but I have seen you can also somehow set up like a um, sound notification. I don't know how that I works, but I have also with Benny... Um, so long as you have Wi-Fi and you have two phones, so potentially between you and partner, is we just FaceTimed. <laughs> so mm, that would work too. Yeah. So we did if you don't have an, a watch, but you happen to have two phones handy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just sometimes you don't have a baby monitor or you don't want to invest in a baby monitor for a multitude of different reasons. Or um, you're not bringing it wherever yeah. your baby be put down right I think that's probably the bigger mm -hmm. the bigger thing that's happening more often is that you're not necessarily bringing your baby monitor everywhere you go and there's definitely times where you need to set baby down out of sight so yep totally yep. it's a hack that we have both. again don't spend money if you don't have to yeah you don't need to have multiple uh baby monitors or things like this there's tools in your everyday life that you can also use. Yeah. What's number four? Number four is when in doubt, skin to skin. Yeah. And I think this go like this, I don't know if there's an age where this stops being, like, I mean, obviously if they're like a teenager, it might get a little weird, but like, this isn't just like a newborn thing. This isn't just a breastfed baby thing. This is like scientifically, like skin to skin is comforting and soothing and helps regulate the nervous system um so this is not only good for baby but it's going to help you too I've definitely had moments where things are getting pretty intense and having her skin to skin with me helps relax me too yep and I think it goes like like even with you and your partner or yeah. a trusted friend family member whatever like you know having a hug at the right time or yeah. even holding hand whatever it can yeah, be touches. but it helps a lot um and i've seen that with hendrix too like of course if he hurts himself he's coming for a hug that's his first instinct of what he needs to help regulate in those situations which is super cute um but <laughs> definitely skin to skin is super important i think for bonding yeah, and not just mom and baby, dad and baby too. Like mm -hmm. it's a great way to get partners involved and and Benny building that bond with their baby. Benny really liked that, and it was really special for him. And um, it was really encouraged by the staff at the hospital for him to do that as yeah. well. And so he just too. So like as soon as I had Aubrey, because mm -hmm. they were the midwives were helping me get back to bed and doing whatever they had to do with me they literally said Dylan take off your shirt and passed Dylan the baby the the baby who he's never met or held before and said like yeah. snuggly your kid he's like yeah. okay so like some of our first pictures of Aubrey are uh her laying on Dylan's bare chest so 
pretty special. It is super Seriously, special. Like this and it's also like eight months in and it's still, it's still also super really helpful. cool. Um, with mom and baby too, because mom will help regulate baby's temperature as well. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's pretty. Our and then if you are breastfeeding, it's also going to help with supply. So really okay. there's nothing bad that comes with skin to skin. So when in doubt, skin to skin. Totally. Definitely big fan of. Okay. So number five is if your child is fussy, and I think this goes at any age, probably even into teenagers, um, change of scenery or going in water is super helpful. Yeah. So, so going outside, yeah. going in the shower or going yeah. in the- or even, even just having the shower running, we've mm-hmm. found like the sound of running water. is helpful or um I mean because Aubrey was born in October it was kind of the dead of winter in her in her fussiest moments Mm -hmm. and just opening our patio door so not actually going outside but opening the patio door to have kind of that chill come in Mm -hmm. was super I mean where is it like Denmark or somewhere somewhere where they literally like put their babies outside in the cold no babies sleep outside like Hendrix has slept outside too so one like big thing like it's an actual thing <laughs> yeah and one common thing it's, it helps with their immune system um but they have like hendrix has it as well as like a lamb felt like the, yeah and that was in his kinder wagon and it's super insulating super warm mm-hmm. yeah um and that's you see almost every stroller kinder wagon whatever has one of these lamb things in there which is interesting because I don't think I've ever seen that in North America. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, babies are, I mean, they're covered from the wind, rain, snow, whatever. But if they fall asleep outside, okay. Yeah. Um, I think just going further on this too. So like when they are fussy, um, yeah, change in environment. So even mm-hmm. changing rooms. Like for us right now, yep. I know that's probably my mom's biggest hack when she's watching Aubrey for me is she's fussy. Okay. Let's go to a different room and play toys somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Or like I recently set up um, like a workspace for myself downstairs in our basement. And with that, we set up a little play space for Aubrey. And so she has her basement toys and her upstairs Mm -hmm. toys. And that's been a game changer because now it's something new and exciting for her to uh, get distracted with for hopefully more than a couple minutes, but and even Hendrix also, like, um, we live in a house that has four apartments. We're in the basement apartment and my in-laws are in the top apartment. And so same kind of thing. He's got his own play space upstairs. And like, we went upstairs yesterday and he played by himself for like an hour. Yeah. Cause it's new and exciting, right? Yeah. He hasn't yeah. seen the toys in a couple days. So ooh. yeah. <laughs> or, um, like I know some people will rotate toys, so that's kind of mm-hmm. the same idea that can yep. be helpful. Or we have certain toys that I'll give her when we're in the car. Mm-hmm. So same idea. So that way it's a new and exciting toy for the car ride. So do whatever yeah. you need to do. Like not necessarily saying have all these toys, but just break it up a bit so that baby it's is exciting and new. the same. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very fine line too of like overstimulating versus mm-hmm. understimulating. Yeah. I know we've struggled a bit with that, finding that happy medium. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess just kind of read off your child and see what works. But in those fussy moments, it definitely has helped both of us. Yeah, just to change rooms, go outside. If it's temperature is okay, go, go in a bath or shower or whatever. Right. That way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So the next has to do for really organized people, which was not myself, but it was not. <laughs> is cool. uh, and that is to put out the same amount of diapers every morning. So yeah, so I'll explain this one a little bit further. So I remember um, in the early days when you're kind of told, okay, well, she should have this many poops or this many wet diapers in a day. I found it kind of overwhelming to actually keep track. And I was like, well, am I supposed to keep track of my phone? Like, is there an app for this? Like, I don't really want to spend more time on my phone than I need to. Sometimes Dylan would do the diaper change. So I wouldn't know like, okay, in my head I've done three, but I don't know how many he's done. It got a little bit messy and it just seems more stressful than it needed to be. So what we have been doing, and I still actually do this to this day because it's become a habit, is every morning I lay out the same amount of um, obviously clean diapers at our change station so we like 10 fits perfectly so I make sure there's 10 clean diapers first thing in the morning and then at the end of the day it's super easy to determine how many wet diapers she had because I just subtract whatever's gone from the pile so yeah I don't know and then same with the diaper bag like I always keep the same amount in the diaper bag so if I'm out for the day I know I had say four in there and if mm-hmm. there's two left you know what I mean like so I don't know I've just been consistent with that and that's been a really easy way to keep track of what diapers if you're counting if you're counting and I yeah. think that's super especially um potentially moms that are a bit concerned as well like I think every mom ends up hyper focusing on something whatever well I think in the early days that's often how yeah. a lot of um like healthcare providers can check uh, sure babies like gaining weight properly mm-hmm. is the the question of how many so that's like that's just something that we did early on because we had those questions and now it's kind of stuck so yeah. it's definitely not something I need to be counting right now but because <laughs> I've always done it it'd be super easy for me to be like, oh well yeah she did or for example when we went to Mexico I knew exactly how many diapers I probably need for each day and it made it really easy to pack and so, for me, it's like a game of roulette where I'm like, I think <laughs> we will be buying diapers when we're there. Uh, no, so that is a really clever way to know how many diapers you're going through in a day and for budgeting reasons as well. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. We're going to need to be purchasing diapers in however long. Yep. Uh, keep an exactly. eye out for sales or whatever. Um, all right. So number seven is mess-free art slash sensory play. And I've done this with Hendrix a handful of times. Now he's a bit older. He can paint by himself-ish. But we would put some paper in or cardboard in a Ziploc bag, splotch some paint in the inside, and he would play away with that and make some beautiful art, which his aunt slash godmother still has displayed at her house so that's kind of cute but I like this idea because it can work for obviously a kid that's old enough to make art but also like a baby that just needs it as sensory play yeah definitely and I've seen like um where it's an outline like of an animal or something and then you put the colors in there and they try to keep it within Mm, the animal that's cool what we have done with Aubrey is with a Ziploc bag have like a little bit of water in it and then like some toys inside. And then when she was doing like tummy time, she can kind of like pat around with that. So yeah, the Ziploc bag idea is just genius to keep whatever, whatever it is contained. Um, The art thing just uh, gave me a a memory. I've seen, I haven't done this myself, but maybe I will. (laughs) 
you can do art with your dogs. The same oh. idea. You have yes. the paint in the bag and then you put peanut butter or something they like to lick on the outside of the bag and then they're smearing the paint around. So maybe one day we'll do arts and crafts with the dogs and Aubrey. I'll so, report back. Human <laughs> and dog mom hacks. There you go. Yeah. Heard it here yeah. first. <laughs> so fun. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I found that super cute to make a couple cards gifts. Well, and it's a great idea, like for taking it somewhere too. Like if you're going to someone's house where obviously you don't want Hendrix accidentally coloring on their table mm-hmm. or I don't know, maybe not so much in the car, but have you done it on an airplane before? I have not done it on an airplane because I cave to the tablet. Uh, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Actually, I don't know if you could really bring paint that easily. But still, the Ziploc bag idea is definitely a good way to start and brings up a lot of inspiration. Keeps things contained, especially yeah. for sensory play and such like this. The next is super important to me because uh, I get hangry. <laughs> is ensuring you keep a snack for mama in the diaper bag. Also for baby, but that goes without saying. Yeah. Often you are the snack for baby. When I've fallen victim to this, where we're out and I'm starving Mm -hmm. and don't have anything. So Mm -hmm. I need to take your advice here and make sure the diaper bag has snacks for myself as well. So anytime you get a hot drink here, like a coffee, hot chocolate, whatever, you always get like a little cookie with it. And so I just like stockpiled those (laughs) in my diaper bag and sometimes they ended up as crumbs, but often they ended up in my belly. Yeah. Um, and even just some like super sweet candies just to like, um, if you like are consistently using your diaper bag, you could use something more fresh, like fruits, veggies, whatever. Um, or something, something shelf stable granola bars. I had those in there too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I we did talk about this and we didn't put it on the list, but it could be added onto this one is keeping like Advil or Pepto Bismol mm-hmm. or something in there too. I keep um, a little mini deodorant in my diaper bag. Um, I guess our point is, is the diaper bag is just as much for you as it is for yeah. baby. So and keep like whatever you need in there. Products as yeah, well. or nursing pads for me because you all know my boobs are always leaking. And you know, um, whatever you need after baby. So yeah. It's good to have that. Very uh, true. On And the next one, this one piggybacks on our diaper bag as well. And we've both done this as having those little poop bags, those doggy poop bags. Put a dirty diaper in there when you're yeah. on go. And yeah. So we keep a roll of poop bags in the diaper bag often because we're out walking the dogs, but it's come in handy too when we have a dirty diaper and we're not near garbage. I can just tuck it in the little poop bags because they're a great size, tie it up, and then throw it out when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're just handy little bags for everything. I remember in the height of COVID, people would use them as like a glove to get their gas, for example. Yeah. Like you can use them for so many things. So just keep a roll of poop bags in your diaper bag you'll thank us later (laughs) they're certainly very helpful and yeah keep things contained when they need to be contained or oh actually just remembering this off the diaper bag was also keeping a bag for wet clothes Mm -hmm. or poop explosion clothes Mm -hmm. Uh, may happen as well so being yeah i think some diaper bags kind of have a separate um like pouch for that like ours has a little separate pouch 
But yeah, I've used like the bags for that too, or um, a Ziploc bag, like just keeping like a freezer style, like a large, yeah, like large, doesn't have to be freezer, but one of those large Ziploc bags yep. in, in your diaper bag, same reason. That way you can zip it up, bring it back home. Pop it in the wash. Definitely. Yep. Just making sure your diaper bag is properly stocked, I think is a super important yeah. mom hack as uh, overall. And then number 10, and this is most relevant to my current situation, obvious, not obviously, it just happened um, with my training and competing, is Hendrix watched a lot, a lot of shows on the tablet, on the iPad. He's two and a half today, and he's phenomenal at navigating that little thing, which is great, sort of. um because he basically was addicted to watching the shows and I knew it was a problem but for various reasons Benny being on tour or when I was still training and competing it was an easy babysitter and we needed to make a change so over the last month or so probably we have been swapping to and this is the mom hack listening to his favorite shows Right. So like audiobook style. Yeah. Audiobook style. But like he really likes the entry songs for oh, like okay. starting for whatever. Then he knows it's like the start of whatever show he's now listening to. Yeah. And we have listened to entry songs on repeat before. Um, yeah. Definitely audiobooks. Things that are recognizable for him, he really likes. And uh, it has certainly cut down screen time in our household which is wonderful um yeah there's whatever i was the mom that said yeah my kid's never gonna watch an ipad tablet whatever (laughs) things change um (laughs) but yeah that's my hack is audiobooks listening to entry songs or whatever yeah we were talking about this a bit off air too how like even with aubrey and i i will put say like a podcast I'm listening to um on like our google speaker so that it's like she can she's listening to and not that she's necessarily Mm -hmm. having interest in what the podcast episode is about but the point is is that they're always listening to and sometimes that auditory stimulation is enough enough yeah sometimes that's all they need so Mm -hmm. And I, he really likes music as well. He's singing and dancing, which is super cute. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's really easy to just turn the tablet on. But once he kind of understands that we're not going to watch a show all the time, he's quite open to listening. And we ended up investing in a Tony box, which is really cool, where he can pick which shows he wants to listen to. So cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, so there's our 10 hacks. We are by no means experts at this whole momming thing. So we would love to hear your hacks mm-hmm. and anything you'd add to this list. Uh, send or us a DM. You you, maybe? Or that too, yeah. But send us a DM on Instagram and let us know um, what else we can add to the list. Certainly. Uh, yeah. Short and sweet episode for you guys. I yeah. promise they're not always going to be like hour long ones. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sometimes. Not always. <laughs> Depends on we're feeling. Well, thanks for joining us for another Brunch with Mamas podcast. We'll, we'll catch you next week.
Tchau! Thank you.